Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. We're in a series called Whiteboard. And um, last week, we did a, a, a whiteboard of um, the gospel uh, plan, the plan of salvation, the gospel. And I, I mean, it's funny. I, I was thinking, oh, man, I'm a terrible artist and I'm a terrible speller. But it's funny is I had so many people comment, text or email and say, man, I really understood a lot of that. And that made sense to me. And so um, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully you don't feel like this is a kinder church or anything like that. But I, I just sometimes I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to know, okay, how it all fits together. And so here's the deal. You, you, we're going to have to teach, preach today. So teach, preach is where uh, we do a little bit more scripture. Uh, and I feel like the summer is a great time for that, where we can dissect a few more passages than we would normally do and, and really kind of set a foundation because I believe that God wants all of us to grow. God wants all of us to mature. God wants all of us to, to become, come on, in his likeness. And so uh, I, I'm excited because I feel like as we go through this, you're going to know the Father better. You know, church, God has always been about relationships. Always. The only thing God ever wanted to be was a father. From the very beginning, he created this family, and all he wanted was relationship from the very beginning to, to the very end. That's all he ever wanted is a family. In fact, when we leave this earth, there will be a, 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 a heaven will await for us, and we will be family. Come on, it's going to be like a family reunion. Like you ain't, everybody do family reunions? Come on, there going to be no fighting. Come on, I don't know if we're going to play dominoes or cards. I don't know if there's going to be barbecue, but I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. And you're going to see all the people that sowed into your life that you may have forgotten their name, but God didn't. And, and I want to walk through this today because the one thing I have learned in 44 years of living is that relationships take work. Relationships take work. And so God set up, here is how I want my people to respond. And so I'm going to pick up a little bit from uh, last week. Um, so you can go back and, and, and listen to that podcast, listen to that live stream. But remember, we talked about that God set up the Big Ten. Come on, ten, nine, help me, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, to one. Thank you for the three people that did that. It was exciting for me and you. All right. So, so, so basically, here's the deal. Jesus was asked, which commandment is the best? Which commandment is the best? And Jesus basically uh, just shocked everybody because he said um, the Ten Commandments is broken up into two thoughts. Here's what the thoughts are. Uh, love God. Come on, help me. And love what? Love others. Now, you don't want to miss next week because we're going to talk about loving others. And I really believe that this is going to help us engage in relationships with people because I think that this other piece 
is a huge part to our uh, health. Uh, it's a huge heart part to our brokenness. It's a huge part of life. So you don't want to miss. In fact, text your friend that you're mad at and tell them to come to church because next week we're going to fix them. Okay. Does that make sense? We're going to fix them. Not you. We're going to fix them. So, so you, you don't want to miss next week. But, but here's this idea. The idea is that everything flows out of order. God is a God of order. God is not a God of disorder. And so we, we learn, and, and the passage that I'm talking about is Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And, and it's right up here. And it says, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord God with all of your heart. Everybody say heart. heart. With all of your soul. Come on, you know, I'm going to make you do it. Say soul. soul. And with all of your mind. This is the first, okay, I should have, I know, I set you up for that, and I, I messed the whole thing up, so let's say mind. Okay, all right, and, and the second is like it, you should love your neighbor. So there is this first idea, and there is this second idea, and the second idea flows out of the first. Does that make sense? God is a God of order. And so basically, here's what we feel like, is that when we get the first one right, okay, love God. When we pour into this, then it begins to overflow, come on somebody, into others. When we try to love others, absent of a relationship with God then we always end up rejected, hurt, and frustrated. Why? Because as a culture, we want three things out of life. I believe all people want three things out of life. And I think what they want, I'm going to move this over here. I think that people are looking for, um, I believe they're looking for identity. You know what I'm saying? I believe they're looking for identity. Um, um, I think that they're looking for uh, completeness, being complete. I think they're looking for purpose. Okay? So here's the thing. If we make people give us that, you're always going to be offended. You're always going to come up on the short end of the stick because here's the deal. People cannot speak to your identity. People cannot speak to your completeness and people cannot speak to your purpose. They can encourage you in it, but they cannot define it. Come on, somebody. This is why we've got to, out of loving God, we begin, he begins to fill us, come on, somebody, with what he has for us, what he has for us. And so knowing the Father can't happen one week, one hour a week. I can't be inundated with CNN, Fox News, my family, my job, other people's drama. Come on, somebody. And one hour a week, I'm trying to figure out in the mess of life who I am, how to heal me, and what I'm supposed to do. Come on, help me. And so what we are trying to do is in one hour a week, we're trying to fast food Christianity 
And here's what we need to understand is relationships have to be built, come on somebody, with time. With time. And so what that means is you may think that you're in a relationship with someone, but here's the thing. If you're not in communication, you're not really in relationship. And we have a society that has said likes and follows are as important as time. But it's not. And so what we've done is, because culture is okay with surface and little and small and likes and follows, what has happened is, we now do the same thing for the Lord. Because culture always influences how we act. And so, my pursuit of the Lord is, two or three times a week, I may get a fragment of scripture. Oh man, that was good. Just what I needed. Well, actually, you need a whole lot more because you don't know, but there are broken pieces and lies and all of this stuff swirling around because you were raised by people who were fleshly. You went to school with people who were broken. You work with people, come on, who have issues, not you. You know what I'm saying? And so you're inundated with a constant wrong, come on, perception. And so let's talk about this. Identity. Let's look at this. The father... Uh, and the relationship with him uh, can't, be ha- can't happen in an hour. And some, somebody here, I believe, needs to sit because everybody needs to be reaffirmed. Everybody needs to be reaffirmed. You are an awesome man of God. There is something in you. I know you didn't act like it this weekend, but, you know, come on, we all fall short of the glory of God. But there is something in you. There is call. There, I made you with something. Before the foundation of the earth, you were formed. And you need someone speaking to who you are, not just to how you acted. This is who you are. Identity. Let me tell you, but I feel, but this is who you are, but I feel, this is who you are. Okay, it's who I am. You know what I mean? Like, you need that on the 24-7. You need that all the time. Not, wow, I feel really good, but for some reason, I leave church in about 25 minutes after. It leaves. So here's the deal. We're never supposed to leave that. We're supposed to be formed by it. Completeness. You have everything that you need. Anxiety is running rampant. Come on, in our culture. And and why is it? Because everybody is comparing, come on somebody else, the life they wish they had, the marriage they wish they had, the kids they wish they had, the finances they wish they had, the body they wish they had, the, the, come on, does that make sense? The church they wish they had. I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody is comparing something. And so is it so funny that as social media, and I'm not hating social media. I have a, like four accounts. Sometimes I check them. But, but, and so the, the truth of the matter is as the awareness of other people's lives have expanded, The insecurity and anxiety, come on, has now expanded because I used to be naive of the fact that you have a bass boat. But now that I know. 
See, I used to be naive. I didn't know people remodeled their kitchen all the time. But I see you. <laughs> and so what is happening is we are measuring constantly ourselves with what other people have, what other people think, other people's body, now that pornography is rampant everywhere. I mean, there used to be, back in the day, you had to go to the one gas station at the, come on, does that make sense? You had to go to one place where nobody knew, and, <laughs> but now it's everywhere. And so there's this constant measuring, and the world is constantly telling you, you're not winning. Other people's ministry taken off, but not yours. Other people. And so we, 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 we secretly measure everyone. And so anxiety is at an all-time high because we have missed the one that makes us complete. Come on, help me. Does this make sense? Listen. You have to fight and discipline yourself not to compare. Purpose. Everyone has to learn how to value and develop who they are. You, listen, can we just keep it 100 real quick? You cannot ask people to value what you don't even value. Well, I want you to see more in me than I see in myself. Well, how about this? How about we come out of the overflow of loving God and getting close to God, and then he begins to tell us who we are, and then we begin to walk in some confidence, and then I'm not putting pressure, come on, on all of my relationships to make me feel like you're my buddy. Make me feel like you want me here. Make you me feel like, you know, you had not talked to me in two days. Are you bad? Not what? Talk to Jesus. Talk to God because you're trying to put pressure on, come on, all of us to give you what God wants to give you. And he provided Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Bible. Come on, somebody. This is what was provided so that there could be something in you so you could be a giver in this world and not, come on. Help me. Listen. I'm not mad that people get there. We just can't stay there. We all get there. I get there. So, so this is not like we got it and y'all don't. Like, like there are times I get there. But when I'm there, I need to know when I'm looking to man because I don't feel like I am connected. Does this make sense? Okay, so, so let, let's talk about this. So, so the goal is we're going to love God, right? Like that, everything flows out of this. We've got to love God. Okay, so now I'm going to draw. This is exciting. Get ready. I really worked on this, guys. I need some encouragement. Thank you. Thank you. If you're feeling a little insecure and you're thinking I drew you, I didn't. <laughs> Okay, so, so here, here's what this is saying, okay? That, that the Bible, the verse that we just read is that we've got to love God with all of our 
heart. Okay? Then, come on, this is nice. <laughs> I've had really fully encouragement. All right? Then we got to love God with all of our soul. Okay? And then we got to love God with our. I don't really know how to draw a brain. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Everybody's getting excited. All right. Now, now let's talk about this. If we're going to love God, there is a recipe. Anybody cook? I'm going to tell on my, one of my daughters. Mom was gone last week, and I bought these um, uh, 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 blueberry muffins. And it was one of those quick packages, okay? And I said, hey, girls, have y'all ever done this before? And they're like, yes, we're so good at it. And I was like, okay. Then I bought two packages. Come on, we're going to have some blueberry muffins in the morning. I let them sleep in around 1130. I said, girls, are you ready for the blueberries? Yes. I come back in. Dad, they're in the oven. Man, you guys are awesome. I look at it and there's a river. And so we we didn't know that we just had to add milk. But 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 the truth is that we added all you have to do is add a half a cup of milk. But but we went two and a half. Two and a half cups. And so I and they were like, I don't know why it's not working. And I'm like, I know why. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, listen, some of us are frustrated at God, at the church, and at people in our life because we want to come up, come on somebody, with our own recipe of how to serve, help me, uh, of how to do it. Like, I don't, I, and so it's so funny when you meet people who are anti-church or anti-organization or anti-this and well, I don't know what I've been and, and, and I get it. Some of that comes from hurt, mistrust brokenness we all have character but the truth of the matter is if you're anti-system that's a system but the truth of the matter is God set up a way for all of us to grow come on help me and out of that he knew that there would be three things that he would want you to do okay now I gotta roll all right heart is desire desire Desire. So let's talk about it. Desire. Um, God wants you to have an abundant life. The Bible tells us where the presence of God is. We find, listen to this, the fullness of joy. The fullness of joy. So if you're mad all the time, you need some fullness. Where do you get the fullness? You don't get it from Netflix. You don't get it from Hulu. You don't get it from biking. You don't get it from mountaintops. You don't get it from uh, oceans. You don't get it, oh, I just, oh, this is my church. No, it ain't. Let me tell you something. In the presence, come on, help me, is where there is fullness of joy. And if you've been mad for a long time, desire and emotion 
This is why we praise and worship. This is why we lift our hands. This is why we have a moment. We're not just doing karaoke Jesus up here. We're not just trying to have a little ball going ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. We're wanting you to connect with God because you need to. There is a romance and a, and, 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 and a relational quality to your relationship with God. And here's the deal. If you don't feed it, it goes out. Anybody who's been married over like four years, you know what I'm talking about. There used to be the time when it didn't matter if she said, hey, what are you doing? You were like, I'm going to talk to you all night. I'm going to be out. Money's no object. I just want to pursue you. And after about a couple years of marriage, you're like, good night. <laughs> Come on. Come on, we stop playing boys to men. Listen, it stopped getting to Rome, Rome, and now it's just common. It's just common. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I don't know what you want to do. What do you want to eat? I don't know what you want to eat. I don't know. What do you want to watch? I don't know. Really. What do you want to watch? What do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. Cool. Uh, passion's kicking. <laughs> this, is, this is rock solid. Come on. Our heart. Look at this. Look at this. Praise and worship. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all village, uh, vigilance. From out of it flows the wellsprings of life. Happiness, your smile, your gratitude. Listen, listen to this. When he leads you, sometimes he will say go. Sometimes he will say wait. Sometimes he will say stop. But out of all of that, you know that his plan for your life, come on, is the best plan that you have. That's the best plan you have. You're going to get into worship. Get into connecting with him. Get into learn the songs. Well, I tried to learn the songs. Y'all change it every week. If y'all could do the same ones, about six months, I could get into it. Take our song. Write down the title. Go home. Download it. Does this make sense? Start singing it in your car. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, have a couple days where you're not listening to talk radio. Maybe have a couple days where you're able to connect and you're fanning the flame, come on, of your connection with the Lord. Is this good? Yeah. All right, let's talk about our soul. Let's talk about our soul. The soul is our life. Our life. All throughout the Bible, uh, the, it, this is a deeper revelation. This is the core of who you are. Do you believe, so let's ask them, because we're talking about your soul now. Is your soul healthy? Is your soul healthy? So well, here's what that means. Let's look at this. Do you believe that God is for you? Do you believe that God is a loving father? Do you believe that God is working and doing something? Come on, listen, listen. Do you believe that the good father is working even when it's hard and painful and frustrating that you are seen? Come on, help me. You are known your soul. Your soul. To love God with your soul means you're going to have to get in some quiet places. You're going to have to get in some quiet places places 
Matthew chapter 16 verse 26 says this, For what will it profit a man, come on, if he gains the whole world? He gets his house, he gets the bass boat, you, you, you got braces, you got it all, but he forfeits what? His soul, who he is. For what will a man give for his soul? What are you willing to give so that your soul becomes healthy? Are you willing to wake up 45 minutes early to work on your soul? Would marriage change if everybody in the house began to work on their soul? Would the dynamic of dad and mom and kids change if everybody had a revelation that I cannot love everybody in this house the way I need to love this house if I am not loving the Lord and letting him love me? Come on, somebody. How are we making it harder than what it needs to be? Does that make sense? Come on. What's it worth to you? Is it worth shutting off the TV at around 830? Well, I don't watch TV. Oh, great. Okay. Work on your bike, work on your car, work on what, whatever you're doing, organize, knitting. I love to knit. I'm a knitter. I'm, I knit great things. Could you not knit for about 45 minutes and work on your soul and say, okay, God, in my quiet place, what am I thinking about you? The next thing is the mind. And so here's the deal. How do we, how do we, and I, I, I want you to get this. So, so here is worship. This is how you get your heart right. Soul, how do you get your heart right? You pray. What is the depth in me? Here's what I'm asking you, sir. Here's what I'm asking you, ma'am. Ma'am, what is between you and God? And have you really let him know? The truth of the matter is, you may have been hurt five years ago. And you don't know, but all of your relationships have shifted. And you need to find a quiet place and let him know what's going on in you. Because the truth of the matter is you are trying to go live life, but you're off. This makes sense. Adversity hits us all. When adversity hits us, here we are, we're running after God. Adversity hits us, now that's the new trajectory everybody study parallel lines in school the truth is you're going to have to have some soul time to come back to center or everything is going to be run off of this paradigm of hurt broken moments and failure so we're gonna have to pray we don't tell people to pray because it's a good thing to do we tell people to pray come on because you can't change your wife we tell people to pray because you can't change your husband. We tell people to pray because there are things that you want to see in your young person that you don't get to control anymore. And we got to be people, come on, listen, of prayer. You're going to have people hurt your feelings. You're going to have life group people and, and people you do life with. There's going to be expectations unmet. And you're going to have to pray. God, what did that trigger in me? What's going on in me? What's, wrong? What's going on with my life? Is this a conversation I need to have with them? Or is this a conversation that you need to have with me? Come on, is this good? Come on. The next one is our mind. Our mind, what, what is that? That's our understanding. 
That's our understanding. How do we develop understanding? We read the, come on, B-I-B-L. We read the Bible. We don't read the Bible because it's spiritual homework. We read the Bible because we will think like culture. We will think like CNN. We will think like MSNBC. We will think like Fox News. We will think like whatever we feed ourselves. So we begin to have to feed ourselves, come on, the Word of God, because the Word of God tells us that we don't get to live in offense. The Word of God tells us that I, 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 don't, I don't get to cut off people because there is adversity. The Word of God tells us that I, there is, see, listen, the Word of God has something to say about finances, parenting, marriage, science, uh, biology. The Word of God has something to say about it all. But we've got to get in it. Come on, does that make sense? so that we can train our thoughts. Romans 12, 2 says this. Look at this. Do not be conformed to this world. Anybody ever play with Play-Doh? Come on, you can conform that to whatever image or space you want that in. But here is what the Bible says, is be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, good, acceptable, and perfect. And here's the thing, is some of us, maybe unintentionally, are calling things good that are not good for us. We're calling it good that is not good for us. Maybe there's a relationship in our life that's not good for us. Maybe there's a habit that's not good for us. Maybe there are some things. I'm not talking about outreach. We love outreach. We do outreach. We do about four a year. So hang with us. We're going to ask you to do another one. But the truth of the matter is, what are you feeding your mind on? God has something to say about government, offense, accountability, family, honor. Come on, pain, bat, revenge. God has something to say about sex. God has something to say about church commitment. God has something to say about serving and growth and using your spiritual gift. God has something to say about maturity. Come on. Is this good? Okay. This week, commit. Well, pastor, I, I don't know where to read. Start reading in James. Start reading in James. Two or three verses. And then when you're done with James, go to Ephesians. And then when you're done with Ephesians, start in the Gospels. And I promise you, you will be challenged. But it won't be like you're feeling judged. It'll be like you're being trained. Does that make sense? It'll be like you're being trained. Listen, if you're broken... People can't fix it. And so here's the idea is that God wants us at 100%. Everything. Come on. He wants all of it. You know what I'm saying? If you think about a pizza, God doesn't want, he don't want a piece of your life. He wants the whole thing. He's not into just a piece. He's into consumption. He wants all of you. We don't work for God's love. But because we love God, we do the work of knowing him. 
We don't work for God's love, but we do the work, come on, of knowing Him. And it is work. And people will say, well, we don't work for salvation. We don't work. We don't work. I understand. But here's what I'm saying. We're not working for eternity. We're working for the abundant life right here. And Netflix and Hulu and busyness, listen, all of these things, golf and all the things that we can do, and none of those are bad. Don't, so I, don't, I'm not trying to convict anybody. I'm just saying that busyness is something that we've said yes to and God is saying if you'll say yes to me then I will begin to heal the breaches in your life and I will turn your mourning to gladness and I will begin to change your life does this make sense this is the hardest thing for all of us to do. There's a story in uh, Matthew chapter 21. I don't, I don't have time to go there, but you can write this down. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, 21, sorry, 28 through uh, 32. And, and here's the story, okay? There are two servants. Two servants. The first one. The master comes, the father comes, the master comes and says, hey, will you help me in the vineyard? And he says, though actually the first one says, no, I'm not going. Can I just tell you this, all of you leaders, y'all look at me, even the worship team in the back, y'all look at me. We don't ever get offended when people tell us no. We don't cut people off when people say no. We believe that God is working on them. We believe that God is working on them. And here's the deal. I believe the kingdom of God is for the whosoever wills, but it is our job to always be asking, will you? Will you? So here they go. Look at this. They said no. Then this dude made a choice. Then it was yes. The other person, yes, I will go. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to be a life group. I'm going to do this. And yes, I'm going to go. Yes. And then what happened? Feelings led him, and it was no. Feelings will make you commit to something. Think about it later. Something else came up that you felt you need to do. Come on, does that make sense? And what happens is you cannot grow in the kingdom, in leadership. You cannot grow if everything, come on, listen, is based on feelings if you're around people long enough come on if you're around this church if you're around we are going to hurt your but here's the thing we don't mean to it's not our heart i think there's a difference between iron sharpening iron and being vindictive but the truth of the matter is we know that there are some people that are coming in that did all they could Listen to me, just to make it to church today. And we are not judging you. We are not condemning you. We are glad that you are here. But there are some of you that we need you to stop making feeling decisions and make a choice. You're going to make a choice. Because ultimately, it's the tail wagging the dog. <laughs> Listen, God has something good for you. And he wants to see something happen in your life. 
Who is going to make the choice? Who's going to make the choice to come on to work on their heart, to work on their soul, to work on their mind? Who's going to make that choice? And listen, I know today you're going to be like, I feel it. But someone's going to have to make a choice. I got one more thought, so uh, y'all can come on up, but y'all trying to rush me. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to, can I put all this together? Is this good? Are y'all, is, are y'all, I hope so. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So here's this. Again, uh, okay, so this is a railroad track. Uh, we had budget cuts. Okay. 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 There is a road, the Bible says, that leads to life and one that leads to death. James 1, 14 and 15. Go ahead and put that up there. Okay, what does it say? All right, come on, let's look at this. But each person is tempted when they are lured in and enticed by their own desires. Those desires, when it conceives, gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth, everybody say it with me, death. Okay, so here is how this all plays out, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm doing really good because I still have four minutes. Okay, okay, so if you envision a train, (laughs) okay, I'm sorry, I know this is pretty terrible. All right, dude, (laughs) all right, okay, if you envision a train, you have desires, then right here, the next train is attention. The next train is action. And the last train, we have to more train tracks, is habit. People, listen, always want to say, stop judging me. You don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't know. God knows my heart. Yes, he does. And here's the deal. People can judge, listen, fruit because what they're seeing is they're not seeing your desires. They're seeing your habits. Come on, help me. And so here is the process for us as believers. Desires must be steered. Which way are we going? What do we want? Do we want this or do we want this? Do we want addiction? Do we want freedom? They're always steering, listen, your desires. Then you're challenging. Challenging. Okay? You're challenging. Oh, there's two L's. All right? What, you're, what, what has your attention? You have to challenge yourself. You, have, you can't just, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, I like it, I want it. Check, what am I doing? What am I doing? Then right here, your actions, look at this. Look at, then we evaluate our actions, and then we see our fruit. Does this make sense? 
If you want to grow in the Lord, it is not, I want to have a powerful service. And I can't wait to really preach in a couple weeks. But we're doing this teaching, so y'all just roll with me. But the truth of the matter is, I want you to come to the altar. I want to lay hands on you. I want to speak. I want to prophesy into your life. I want to see God do something great. But here's the thing. After that moment, you're going to have to steer. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to let Jesus take the wheel. And the truth of the matter is you are steering into a relationship with him or not. Does this make sense? Where are we steering? What are we challenging? What am I focusing on? I'm focusing on this pain. I'm focusing on this hurt. I'm focusing on who left me. I'm focusing on who, who, I'm focusing on, why am I focusing on that? What's going on? God, what's going on in my soul? I need to bring that to you. I got to challenge that because if I let that produce fruit, come on, does that make sense? It will grow into something that will hurt other relationships. You, can I just tell you this? You can never stay mad at one person. Whatever you allow will grow. Katie and I. Knew this couple about 17 years ago. And when they would come over, the night would always end with them talking about someone who hurt them. We hung out and we tried to see, oh yeah, yes, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I hate that man. For a year, they always talked about who hurt them. And the people who hurt them grew. Then it got to other people. Then it eventually got to them, and they got divorced. If you allow that seed in your life, listen to what I'm saying, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. And so I'm telling you, where are your desires? What is your attention? What is the action? Come on, and then let's look at some habits. Let's look at some habits. And then, let, come on, we want to produce fruit that remains. Does this make sense? I believe that God has good things for you. And so people ask me all the time, well, how do I love God? You love God with all your heart. You love God with everything in you. And you take it to God. You take your hurt, your mind. You begin to transform. I'm going to think this way. I, I wanna, I'm going to change that thought. I'm going to always, and then every day is taking out the wrong thought. Every day is taking out the wrong thought. Does that make sense? And out of that, here's the deal. I, will, I believe this with all of my heart. If you commit to this, you will feel loved by your Father. Because where His presence is, there is joy. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.